Humount Podcast Show brings you samples of FirstWorldWar.com's multimedia history of World War One. www.firstworldwar.com. Here is a following diary of Robert Lindsay McKay. Introduction from Bob McKay. This is the First World War Diary. Diary of my grandfather, Robert Lindsay McKay, 1896-1991, OBE, MC, MB, CHB, MD, BH, DPH, calling, giving an account of the day-to-day life of the 11th Battalion of the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders from the 1915 to the end of the war. 1982, introduction from Robert Lindsay McKay, 2nd August 1972, about this war diary of mine. My dear Alan, Sheila, Sheila, Mary and Mary. I finished two days ago. I intended to be possibly the last contribution to my side of the family story. Quite certain that apart from minor corrections here and there, nothing more would be added. Then I looked around for something to do. It occurred to me to look at my diary of the World War, World War, War I, which has been in my desk for or one of my shelves almost unopened and then read for over 50 years. Indeed, only three people read it, namely John Buckland, Lord Tresemere, who was asked to, for a perusal for a personal war diaries for his history of the 50th Scottish Division. My friend, late D, Dr. T. D. T. Amish, MC, the third, strange to say, my next door neighbour, Chatwin, about a month ago, Chapwin had been talking about that suddenly some offensive of which he was a survivor. When I mentioned I still had my some diary, he asked me to loan it to loan it to compare with his experience in that, in that prolonged battle. I'm not quite it's not I'm not quite clear why I wrote this diary day by day, a scrappy record of the scrappy period. I had no literary or military ambitions. My parents did not read Perhaps I want was to provide a kind of continuous alibi to remind me where I had been. Perhaps an interesting memorial if I return, if I failed to return. Like cakes off a hot griddle, is written on as events occurred on Mindy Art, therefore. In four little brown leather covered notebooks, and when the war ended, there was they were in no state to last long for they soiled and grubby. They were written in pencil, and the writing was, was fading. So in 1919, I copied the contents straight off without editing into two larger notebooks and destroyed the four little ones. You, Mary, arrived last night last night from Hull with your two children and a talk drifted onto the highlands and to my family history. Urged by you and by Judith, those family roots in England go back to a century or two further than me, mine in Scotland. Urged to, to, my, to by your mother, I type out a copy of each oh, for you, your, for your deed box and, and fraternity. Love to you, Father. The diary. The moving fingers right and having writ moves on. All that parity, not not wilt, shall lure it back to cancel half a line, nor all thy tears wash out a word of it. 
Robert Lindsay McKay, Somme, 1916. And now I'm going to write you a first hand account a letter from paris 19, 11th of november 1918 a letter a letter home from a, U, a u.s serviceman in paris 11th of november 1918 11th of november 1918 dear folks right here last night I was on the street today when emphasis with germany have signed Anyone who has been here and here can never be told or imagine the happiness of the people here. They cheered and cried and laughed and then started to go all over again. Immediately a parade was started in the, on the Rue de Tellier's has been going on ever since. In the parade were hundreds of thousands of soldiers from the US, England, Canada, France, Australia and in the colonies. Each soldier has his arms full of French girls, some crying, others laughing. Each girl had to kiss every soldier before she could pass, would let him, pa- let him pass. The streets are all crowded and the traffic held up. There are some things such as this that will never be reproduced if the world lives a million years. They have taken movies of the crowd, they couldn't get the sound or the expression on the people's faces by watching the pictures. There is nowhere on earth I'd rather be than today, than just where I am. Home will be nice, and it is next, but Paris and France is free after four years and three months of war. Oh, such a war. Hearts of those French people were simply bursted with joy. I have had many an old French, I have had many an old French couple come up to me at Madrid and me, and throw their arms about us, to cry like children, saying, you grand Americans, you have done this for us. It's impossible to buy a flag in Paris today. Everyone has one, it seems. The old streets are one, solid mass of colours for all the other nations. Paris, the grand old city, in dark for so long, now lighted up. Listen, my window is open. Somewhere there has been an American band assembled. They're playing my country, this is a... Folks, it's, it's wonderful. It's full of feeling and, feeling and meaning. Thank God, thank God, it's all over. I can imagine all the world is happy. But where on earth is there a demonstration that's here in Paris? I only, I only hope that soldiers who died in this cause are looking down upon this world today. It was a grand thing to die for. The whole world owes this moment to real joy to the heroes who cannot be here to enjoy it. I cannot write any more. Loving you. Loving your, your boy, Naz. Contributed by Louis Louise Negumhaga. And I'm going to do one more. War is War Introduction. Alfred McLeanenberg was born in 1889 died in 1956. His father and uncle were both successful authors. 
He's also proven to be adept at writing and publishing his first story at the age of 15. For most of his life, he lived in London. Most a prolific author cites short fiction magazines, mainly sorority of ghost stories among those predictable romances. In early, ni- ni- early 1917, he joined the artists of Rifle's 28th Battalion London Regiment. That served until he was excavated due to a trench foot in April 1918. He's one of the few, perhaps the only, professional writers to have served, survived, and published experiences as a private soldier. In 1930, War is Over, War is War, E.P. Dutton & Co. Incorporated New York, appeared under the pseudonym X Private X. The full word saying, we, we, were in it otherwise, I would, I would not tell the truth about myself and others. Though he frequently described his own experience as tame, he was involved in some intensive fighting, notably at Press, Press, in late October 1917. No, an all-right retreat, retreat after the German offensive in March 1918. It's a wonder that he survived. Barrage treated Jeff on many occasions by sheer luck for being in the right place at the right time. The book is absent from the Great War reading list. It should not be. 86 years have passed since he first arrived in France. His words still resonate. A more pity than that they haven't had wider recognition. Following excerpts come from the insight as why war war is fascinating reading. Here, John Quentin, what next? Why why? And that's it, folks. I remember I might do one more. Do one more. German gas attack at Yeeps, April 1915, anonymous. Utterly unprepared for what was to come, the French division's gaze was short while spellbound at the strange phenomenon they saw coming slowly towards them. Like some liquid, the heavy coloured vapour poured relentlessly into trenches, filled them, passed on. For a few seconds, nothing happened. The sweet, smelly stuff merely trickled in their nostrils. They failed to realise the danger, and when in inconceivable rapidity, the gas worked, a blind panic spread. Hundreds, after a dreadful fight for air, became unconscious and died. Where they lay, a death of his hideous torture, with the foaming bubbles gurgling in their throats and the foul liquids swelling up in their lungs. Darkened face, blacker faces of twisted limbs, one by one they drowned. Only that which drowned them came from inside and not from out. Others staggering, foaling, lurching on, and the ignorance keeping pace with the gas went back. A hell of rifle fire, the shrapnel mowed them down. The line was broken. There was nothing on the British left. A flank was up in the air. The northwest corner of the Soviet around Yeeps had been pierced. 
the from in front of the St. Julian, away by the north, towards Bridgeley, there was no one in front of the Germans.